Welcome to Capital Edge Church. We have a fantastic message for you that we hope challenges, inspires, and moves your heart for Christ. Let's get into it. I want to start with a story this morning, and uh, many of you may be familiar with this one. It's about a father and his son. You see this man, this father, he loved his son very, very much, and the son loved his father, and he loved to hang out with his dad. His father and son, they were inseparable. Every day, the father would take his son to work. This man, he worked as a drawbridge operator. You see, this bridge, it was very, very important. Every day, there would be ships heading towards the, to the harbor to drop off the goods for the townspeople so that they could make a living out of the goods that was dropped off in the town. And this bridge was also important because the trains would go across from one place to another, from one town to another. So the father, he had an important role to play. He would be responsible to raise the bridge up for the ships to go by. And the son, the son, he loved what his father did. He loved his father's work. He knew everything about his father's business. His father would tell him about all the heavy mechanism, all the gears, all the mechanical components of this bridge and how it will all walk together to bring the bridge up and down. He showed them, he showed him where this important safety lever was in this bridge, just in case if the the electronical components at the drawbridge, it failed, so they could go and they could pull this lever and the bridge will come down very quickly. This boy loved everything about his father's work and every day he would go with his dad and he would stay by the river and he would do something that in my personal opinion everybody should love and that's fishing. So this boy, he would play and fish while his dad would work. It was on one particular day that they arrived at the usual time. And as always, the dad, he knelt down and looked at his son. And he said what he would usually say. Son, you say, stay right here. Stay right here. You can fish, you can play, you do what you need to do. But stay here. Don't go anywhere from here because... That way I can keep an eye on you. I can watch you as well as do what I need to do. So the father, he gets in his workspace. And there was a boat coming. There was a ship coming into the harbor. So the father, he checks everything. Yes, he's got time. He looks outside. The sun's there. Everything's fine. Everything's going good. He sends a signal the signal, a red light to appear far off so that the trains could be warned to stop at a safe distance from the bridge. The father, he switches the lever up and the bridge goes up. The boat proceeds, no problems there. Again, looks up at his son. Yep, he's there, no problems there. So he steps out of the place where he was from the window. He goes out to, the, to do all his safety checks, to check all the gauges on all the uh, machinery that needs to bring this bridge down safely. 
But there was a problem. There was a problem because this train, this train full of people, it missed the signal. It didn't see this red light and it was heading straight towards this bridge. The sun, he could see this. He could see the steam. He could see the train moving close. He can see the train coming towards this bridge. So he shouts out, Daddy, 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 there's a train coming. Daddy, there's a train coming. In that moment, the son decides to do something about this. He knew that there were people in the train. There were people and they needed saving. They did not know what was coming. They did not know that they were all going to perish. People like you and I, just living life, doing their own things, going from one place to another. And the dad, all of a sudden, he hears this sound. He hears the train coming and he looks and there it was, heading straight to this gap into the river, making its way to this bridge. Of course, the bridge is not there. And he looks out to the other side and his son. His son, he's, he's not there. Where's my son? Where's my boy? Just then he looks in front. He looks in front of him and his boy is just about to pull this red lever that his dad has always been talking about. And just, about, just as he's about to pull it, he slips and he falls. And he falls in the place of the part of the bridge where all the locking mechanism will come down as the bridge goes down to lock into place. Now it's up to the father because the train is coming. This train is coming. He, does he pull the lever that, where he is or does he go run out to the sun and save him? He has a choice to make here. I save my son or do I save the people? The greatest decision of his life. Pull the lever, the gap is bridged. People are saved. Live this and the bridge stays up. His son is safe. The time is now. Three, two, one. Down comes the lever and the bridge with it. The gap is closed. The pain in this father's heart right now. The pain that he's feeling right now. His son sacrificed. He sees the people as the train goes by. Goes by. He sees all these people sitting in the train. They're laughing. They're enjoying their living life. Chatting away. While the father's heart cuts Open The father who sacrificed his son for the sake of others. The sacrificed son who became the bridge to life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. For whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but will have eternal life. You see, sometimes... This verse rolls out too easily from off our mouths. It rolls out too easily that we 
can misunderstand the meaning of gave. For God so loved the world that he gave. If we could relate to this human father's pain. Imagine the pain of God the father when his son, physically he was bruised, he was whipped, he was beaten, he was bloodied. My disgusting, my disgusting sin heaped on his shoulder. And that's just my sin I'm thinking of. The pain Father God would have felt when his son breathed the last. God chose this to happen because there was no other way. The gap that is there between us, people, and Father God because of sin had to be bridged. And for you and me, for you and me, we know what it means to cross the bridge. We know what it means when we talk about the sacrifice son, which is Jesus. You and I, we have placed our faith in Jesus and we can say, yes, we understand. We understand what it means to cross the bridge, to step out on the bridge through faith. Guess what? There are still people that need to know. Yeah. There are still people that need to know, that they need to understand that where we were once, we need to tell them. Like those people who were in the train, they were people unaware, waiting, traveling in the train of life from one place to another, heading towards this gap, this chasm into their death. But as believers, as followers of Jesus, we know that there is a way. Come on. Yeah. There is a way. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And His command for us to go out and preach Him to the lost, yeah. to the unaware. Yeah. As it was mentioned last week, that this month we will be sharing, uh, we'll be talking about sharing our faith and we'll be looking at ways that will help us to take the gospel out to the unsaved. So this morning, we will look at one of the most simplest tools that there is to share our faith, to share the gospel. It's called Bridge to Life. You can use this method using simply a pen and a piece of paper as you are having coffee with your unsaved friends at a coffee shop, at a restaurant. You can use the savior that's on the table to draw up this, this illustration. By drawing this simple illustration, what we're doing, we can share and proclaim Jesus and his salvation message, and we can break it down to four main principles, four main principles of this gospel truth. So this morning, as I'm speaking behind me on the screen, will appear these illustrations that will explain this principle. It's been used for many, many years. It's been, it's been there for many, many years, and it's a great tool for all of us as believers to have. So the first thing for us to understand, the first point as we are sharing our faith is God loves us and that He has a plan for our life. It begins with God. We believe that God in His loving and 
God is loving, He is caring, He is triune, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit living in eternal harmony. And we believe that this God, who existed way before, before anything else, created the world. That creation just didn't happen, but a loving God planned it, and He made it. God, He made us. He made us in His image. And the Bible talks about it, that when He created us, He declared that it is good. It is good. He has a plan for our lives. His plan is for us, His creation, to live in a loving relationship with Him, a life in eternity with Him. John 17 verse 3, it says this, and this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. To know Him. Knowing in this verse brings together both experience and intimacy. Which for us it means love for God and obedience to Him. And his, as His creation we are to live loving God and live obeying Him. Yeah. And as followers of Jesus, we know that something came in. Disobedience. Disobedience came in, sin came in, and there was a separation. There was a separation. And so as you're moving on, as you're having this chat, as you're sharing your faith, the second thing for us to know, so we are able to explain to others through this simple tool, is that we are tainted by sin, therefore we are separated from God. And as you can see, now a gap has appeared. A gap has appeared. Sin is often portrayed as glamorous. It's portrayed as a enticing, an enticing thing. And we, can, we, we only need to look at the TV ads these days to, to understand what I'm trying to mean when I say that sin is glamorous. See, when we are sharing our faith, Sin is something that not many people would like to address. But that's exactly what separates us from God. So it needs to be addressed. It needs to be talked about. We cannot miss that. One of uh, America's most uh, renowned, famous street evangelists, his name is Ray Comfort. He puts it like this when handling and allowing people to see that we are all Sinners, in light of God's word and his holiness. So he goes around and he goes up to the street with his camera and he starts talking to them. He starts sharing and he will, he will basically ask some questions. We know that they're God's command, but they probably won't know. So he just plays it out like this. He'll start off like this. He'll go, hey, have you ever lied? Have you ever lied? To that, the response will be, Yes, I have lied numerous times, countless times. Okay, so what are you? The response will come back. I'm a liar. Then he'll move on to the second question. He'll say, okay, have you ever stolen anything? Even if it's a small thing, even if it's you're removing it to whoever it belongs to, you're removing it from that place and uh, without the person's knowledge and you're acquiring it for yourself. Have you ever stolen? And to that, and I think many of us will say, Yes, we have. 
I have stolen. And he'll ask, so what are you? And the response will come back, I'm a thief. To that he will say, no, you're not. You're a lying thief. You're a lying thief. He'll go back to the next question. He'll go to the next question. He'll say, hey, listen, this is very serious in the Bible, in, 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 in the Bible that if you take God's name in vain. Hey, this is a challenge for most of us Christians. Thinking of God's name in a worthless manner. Or even typing it out in a worthless manner. Have you ever taken God's name in vain? And to that, there will be a lot of bleep, 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 bleep. Yes, I have. Yes, I have taken God's name in vain. And so he'll say, you know, that's a serious sin in the Bible. Punishable by death. It's called blasphemy. It's called blasphemy. And he'll come gently. He'll say, hey, listen. He'll thank the people that he's talking to. Hey, listen. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for listening to me and taking this time to answer these questions. So he'll go move on to the last question. He'll say, hey, listen, Jesus said that if you were to look at a woman with lust, you are adulterer at heart. And so he'll ask the guys, if he's talking to the guys, he'll say, hey, have you looked at a woman with lust? To that, the answer will be yes. And if he's talking to the women, he'll say the same thing. Have you ever looked at a guy with lust in your, in your heart? That, he will say, hey, listen, it's called adultery. And then he'll wrap it up. He'll start saying that, I'm not judging you, but at your own admission, you have just told me that you're a lying, thieving, blasphemer, adulterer at heart. If God were to judge you on judgment day, would it be heaven or hell? Not everyone is comfortable with this topic, but light has to shine for us to realize that we need saving. Yeah. We need saving. One of the biblical inter interpretation of the word sin, it's called hamatia in, in Greek, is to miss the mark. Yeah. To miss the mark. Romans 3.23 says, For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of glorious, God's glorious standards. It is important to understand and explain when we are sharing our faith that we all have missed the mark. Many of us are just unaware of this. We are just unaware of this. Just like those people in the train. Unaware. Not realizing where they were headed. It is also important using this tool, this Bridge to Life tool, as we are sharing our faith to explain that our good works will not get us anywhere. The good works will not bridge the gap as we, and we, as we try to get to God no matter how much we try. You see, Ray Comfort, when he shares his faith, when he's out there on the street, one of the most common answers that he gets from people is that, hey, listen, on Judgment Day, wait for it, On Judgment Day, I think I'll get to heaven because my good works will outweigh my bad. My good works will outweigh my bad. But we know that the Bible tells us that there is no one righteous, not even 
one. No matter how hard we try to get to God with our own little bridges, and this can be our good works, being a good person, being charitable, being kind, following religion wholeheartedly, it will get us nowhere. Sin remains a big problem for everyone because with sin still in our lives, we cannot appear before our holy God. The world may make sin look appealing. But the fact is, no matter how big or small sin is, it will still lead to death and keep us separated from God. By now you would expect those you are sharing your faith. By now you would expect them to start questioning themselves at this point. In their mind they have already start thinking, start cooking. If all that I have been doing in my life gets me nowhere, then what's the solution? What's the solution for you and I? As followers, of, as believers of Jesus, we know that it's not what's the solution, it's who's yeah. the solution. Yeah. It's who's the solution. This will bring us to our third thing. The third thing as we are sharing, as you are drawing on that piece of paper, the cross comes and fills this gap. Yeah. That Jesus Christ is God's only provision yeah. for our Sin. Romans 5, 8 says, But God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. That touching story that I shared earlier about the father and his son. We need to understand here that the the father, this person who was the operator of the drawbridge, was not unthoughtful towards his son. He was not completely disregarding his love for his son as he was sacrificed just because of others. No, he wasn't. We need to understand that there was no other way. It had to be this way for us to be able to get across. That it cost the father everything. It cost our father God. The price for our sin was high. It had to be the Son. The Son Jesus sacrificed because He was perfect. In Him there was no sin because in Christ it was God reconciling the world to Himself. We need to explain as we are drawing the cross over the chasm. To bridge the gap that Son Jesus Dying is not the bad news, but it is the good news. It's the good news. The debt which is sin, this very thing that separates us from God the Father has been dealt with. It has been paid for in full. And not only that, here's some more good news. That it doesn't just end with Jesus dying, but it begins new with Him raising from the dead. Romans Chapter 6 verses 9 and 11 confirms it like this. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and He will never die again. He died once to break the power of sin. But now that He lives, He lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. 
And now, as we are sharing, as we are sharing with our friends, we can bring in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3, and I'm paraphrasing this. This is my version. Paul said this, and you can say this. Hey, guess what? I am giving you what I have received. Well, I'm giving you what once someone sat down with me and told me. That Jesus Christ, He died for our sins, according to the Bible, according to the Scriptures. And He was buried and He was raised to life again on the third day, exactly how the Bible tells it. And not only that. Jesus himself, he said that he is the only way, that he is the only truth, and he is the life, and that no one can go to, go to the Father except through him. Comes your personal testimony. How you received him. How you received him, and how he changed your life. He turned you upside down, turned you around from where you were to where you are now in him. Your personal testimony. Right about now as we are coming to the conclusion of our little chat, we draw them to the final part of this simple illustration. The bridge to life. That we must place our faith in Jesus as our Savior. As we have been Clear with our words, with the use of this bridge to life illustration that God's wonderful that we are God's wonderful creation and that He loves us, that He has a plan and a purpose for our lives. But because of sin, there was separation from Him, and this gap was bridged by the cross of Jesus and what He has done for us, and that this is. God's grace. This is God's grace and we can be saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Yeah. Ephesians 2 verses 8 to 9 says, God saved you by His grace when you believed. And that you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a Reward for all the good things we have done so none of us can boast about it. It's all about Him. And now a choice has to be made. A choice has to be made in order to receive this gift of salvation. To know God's good plan in our lives and the choice to make that we can come into this wonderful, this right relationship with Father God. We need to place our faith in Jesus as our Savior. John 1.12 puts it like this. It says, But to all who believed Him and accepted Him, He gave the right to become children of God. We receive Christ in our lives through faith and through personal invitation. I love this story behind this famous painting. Many of you would know this. It's called The Light of the World by English artist William Holman Hunt. 
this painting representing a figure of Jesus preparing to knock on an overgrown, long, unopened door. And this is from Revelation 3, 20. Jesus is saying this, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Someone once said to this artist, this painter, William Hunt, look, you've made a mistake in your painting. There's meant to be a handle on the door. You haven't painted that. To that he said, no, that's deliberate. That's deliberate because the door needs to be opened from the inside. It needs to be opened from the inside. It's our choice to open the door to our own hearts to the Lord. To take the step of faith. To journey through the cross into the Father's presence. Christ has bridged that gap. Jesus has bridged the gap for us. As I finish, I just want to leave you all with one challenge. Just one challenge. It took me about 20 minutes or so to explain to you the four principles. God loves us. That we were separated from God through sin. Jesus is our only provision. And that we need to take Jesus as our Lord and Savior. It's a personal invitation. It takes you less than five minutes as you're having a chat with your friends. As you're drawing away this simple, wonderful, powerful illustration of how we are separated. But God has come and He's bridged this gap. Why not challenge yourself to use this tool Try it out. Just with one scripture. The one that we all know by heart. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. Let's close our eyes. Father, the harvest is ready but the workers are few. God, I pray by your power, by your spirit, you empower us, each and every one of us, Lord God, to go out there and share the good news, the good news of Jesus Christ. God, I pray that we will challenge this morning. We use these simple tools I pray that you demolish the ideas that we might have sometimes that, oh, no, this is not for me. It's your command to go out and preach Jesus to everyone. God, I pray you empower us by your spirit. Whether we use this tool or whether we use our own testimony or whatever we do, we are to go out and declare the name of Jesus in this broken world. People are heading towards this chasm, Father. They need to be aware 
that you have bridged the gap for us to come into that wonderful and personal relationship with you, Jesus. So Father, I pray by your Spirit, you empower us to go out and share the truth. I want to invite anyone who is here who've heard this message today, you've never heard it this way. You may have heard about Jesus, you may know about His name, but you don't know what He has done. You were unaware. If you're here and you're saying that I have no relationship with God and I want to come into this wonderful relationship with our Father through Jesus. If you're one of them, would you raise your hand as the Spirit leads you to make this decision? give you one opportunity to raise your hand now we can come and talk to you and pray with you is there anyone you can raise your hand now thank you Lord thank you Jesus Father we thank you for your word we thank you for your Holy Spirit we thank you that you are here you are present God, I pray as we go out today that you will lead us, that there will be divine opportunities provided for us, Father, this week to share your goodness and your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's great to have you. Hey, enjoy your, your Monday, your long weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yes? God bless.